Hello and welcome to Lessons from Lifetime, a true crime podcast where we take a Lifetime movie and give you the true story behind it as well as some valuable lessons. On the show with me today is Chloe. She's back. I'm so excited. She's feeling better. And we're talking Lisa McVeigh. The Lifetime movie is called, Believe Me, The Abduction of Lisa McVeigh. Super good. You need to watch it. Just a few housekeeping items. As always, please take the time to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps us out. And as of right now, we're running a contest through December 10th. If you leave a five-star written review, you will be in the drawing for a fabulous basket of Christmas treats that Chloe and I will pick out for you. Just leave it so I can see it and I will put you in. And now I'm going to play a promo from the fabulous podcast, Resolved Mysteries. If you haven't checked us out, you need to do it ASAP. I'm going to play that. We'll have two quick words from our sponsors and we'll get started. Hi, we're Eliza, Allison, and Carlin, and we're the hosts of Resolved Mysteries Podcast. Our podcast follows the 80s and 90s television show Unsolved Mysteries, hosted by Robert Stack. We have a love for true crime and the unsolved. If you don't remember Unsolved Mysteries, we forgive you, but you don't have to know to get into our show. If you like true crime stuff, ghost stuff, alien stuff, or just stories about weird shit like Bigfoot, this is your podcast. The stories we cover range from totally ridiculous to truly heartbreaking. We do detailed research on all of the segments that Unsolved Mysteries aired, then drink some wine and give you the latest updates on every case. We talk about stories that will leave you laughing, crying, and occasionally outraged. Resolved Mysteries podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your favorite pods. Join us and perhaps you may be able to help solve a mystery. Hi, Chloe. Hi, Mom. Every time we've tried to record this, I go higher up on the hi, Chloe. Hi, Chloe. <laughs> We have tried to record this so many times. We actually recorded it one time full out and thought it was done. And we listened back and we were both so flat and boring in it. I had. All right, Chloe. All right, mom. I have an email from a friend I want to read to you. And I want you to tell me what you think I should do about it. Okay. Um, her name is Aisha Gaddafi. Okay. She's a good friend. We've just been corresponding through email a little bit. And uh, she says, dear friend, sir or madam. Which, listen, I know it sounds bad that they don't know what gender I am, but we you are know, good friends. Because she says, dear like, friend. You know, like, age doesn't matter. Like, gender, <laughs> you, knowing someone's gender does not matter. No, we're just good friends. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, please know, it is necessary that you reply me through this my private email address after reading this mail. If you really want me to see your response and interest concerning the transaction, yours friend. Friend. <laughs> I came across your email contact prior, a private search while in need of your assistance. My name is Aisha Al-Gaddaf. I mean, obviously, she's saying her name again like we don't know each other, but we do because clearly it's introed with dear friend. So, a single mother and a widow with three children. I am the only biological daughter of the late Libyan president, late Colonel Muammar Gaddafi. Which I don't know. I haven't fact-checked this, so I don't I know if that's a real name. I have investment funds worth $27,500,000 United States dollar, uh, which is a lot of money. And I need a trusted investment manager partner because of my current refugee status. However, I am interested in you, me, for investment project assistance in your country. Maybe from there, we can build Was a business a relationship in addition to our already blossoming Regular friendship. Regular friendship. 
I am willing to negotiate investment business profit sharing ratios with you based on future investment earning profits. If you are willing to handle this this kind of project on my behalf, <laughs> kindly reply urgent to enable me to provide you with more information. Your urgent reply will be appreciated. Please note once again that it is necessary that you reply me through this, my private email address, and also attach your banking information. Oh, that's the kicker. I mean, but... But you're good friends. Yeah, I said yours friend. Yours friend. Yours friend. I used to Gaddafi. I mean, anybody else I would be like, yeah, sounds kind of shady. It's my good friend, so I'm thinking of sending my banking information and hopefully getting over some money out of this. Over email, too. Not even, like... Yeah, I mean, definitely wow. over email. I have never spoken with this person outside of an email. So, Chloe, do you think I should do it? <laughs> I'm going to. All right, you ready? You want me to sing the little part? Current events, but not politics. Do-do. <laughs> what you got for me today? I have a article of this, like, lady, and she um, turned a house in Chicago into, like, a... Uh, what did she call it? A community center? Yeah. And so she just, like, it, there was a lot of shooting. So she, like, brought the community there together. And, Aww. like, they made this little house and, like, they hand out. I don't know. Exa- I just looked this up. but Good job. Way to be prepared. I'm a prepared lady. Listen, when we recorded this before, her current event, but not politics, was that she still had mono. So that's all she did <laughs> for last week. What? Where did you get the article? Um, CNN. All right. Well, that's I don't know. I thought it was cute. That is very really sweet, cute. and that's positive. So I like that. You're welcome. That's really nice. Mine is not that positive. It's a little weird. You should have gone first, then. Yeah. So mine is that, and I'm sure everybody's heard about this by now. It's very odd. All right. So I got this from AOL.com. Dutch family found living in hidden room for nine years. They were waiting for the end of time. So six adult children and a man believed to be their father were discovered living in a covert room on a farm in the Netherlands after the oldest sibling escaped and sought help at a local pub. Okay, so this is my thing. They're saying that the father, the man believed to be their father, told them the world had ended and they had to all stay in this bunker. Everything I've heard says they've been there for 10 years. The man who quote-unquote, escaped was 25. That means he started in the bunker at 15 years old. The youngest was 16 now, so started at 6 years old in the bunker. Using the word escaped doesn't sound like it was a good situation. It wasn't like a happy family waiting for the end of time, living in a bunker. I feel like this situation, like the more that's going to come out about it, it's going to be real creepy. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so the saga began when a disheveled 25-year-old man with long hair and a dirty beard... (laughs) and old clothes entered Café de Castellin, a small pub in the rural village of Ruinewald, owned by Chris Westerbeek on Sunday, and ordered five beers, first thing. Five beers? Five beers. He drank them all, and then the confused-looking man proceeded to tell Westerbeek he had just escaped captivity in his family's home, what? where he had been held for the past nine years while waiting for the end of time. So I have heard conflicting stories. Some stories are saying that they all thought nobody was left in the world. Like they were just in this bunker not knowing what was outside. I don't know. I'm going to think that this is going to go in a dark direction. And it reminded us both of the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt show uh-huh. on Netflix that we love. I do like that show. But I think it went downhill. That show. Oh. 
the last season was good actually. I really? watched the last season and I, I loved it. I couldn't get into the second one. No, the second season I couldn't. The first season I loved. Third one I loved. Um, but it it's weird that it's like that same thing. Like this man is holding these people, telling them it, the end of times has already come and they I can't go like out. I feel like that's. Oh gosh, I read a story on that. Didn't we? Read a story on that? I don't know, but I don't like it. And it's very creepy. Maybe it was in Criminal Minds. I don't know. There yeah. was something on that. Oh, I bet there is a Criminal Minds one on that. All right, Chloe. Moving on to our sad sad, but the girl's really amazing in it. She's a queen. Yeah, she is a queen. Lisa McVeigh, if you're listening. No, I'm just kidding. I know you're not listening. But so last week we had recorded this whole thing. I put it out like I was going to re- like play it the next day and put it up on the thing. And then I saw that Southern Fried True Crime, who I love, did the same story. But hers is more about the actual serial killer himself. This is about more of the story of the girl because the movie is called Believe Me, The Abduction of Lisa McVeigh. And I'm just going to read through it and then we can talk about it. Um, okay, so my sources are, uh, as always, Wikipedia, which is a funny source. But then investigationdiscovery.com, a crime feed who had an article written by Aaron Rasmussen. And then ID Discovery uh, had a show called Nobody's Victim on a show called Surviving Evil. On November 3rd, 1984, 17-year-old Lisa McVeigh was abducted off of her bike on her way home from her job at Krispy Kreme. Lisa had had a rough upbringing. Her mom was addicted to drugs, so at one point she went to live with her grandmother, hoping that this would be a better life. But she ended up getting physically, verbally, and sexually abused by her grandmother's young boyfriend. I couldn't tell it if it was like the grandmother's. It didn't really explain if this was just a boyfriend or what. He was real creepy. Was the grandma abusive as well? The grandma knew what was going on, but she let it go. That's almost icky. It is, and it's just as bad. As if, if you know what's going on, you're not doing anything to stop it. As a grandmother or mother, yeah, that that's something that I can get really angry about. So earlier that day, she had written a suicide note. She had planned on carrying out the suicide once she got home from work that night to escape the pain, but she was taken before this could happen. So the man, who we now know as Bobby Joe Long, assaulted Lisa in the car at gunpoint before blindfolding her and tying her up. He laid her seat back so she couldn't see where they were going. However, she had observed a few things so far. Uh, She saw that the car was red, and she could see a little bit out from underneath the blindfold, so she was trying to keep track of, like, how long they'd been driving for, if they were on paved road versus a dirt road. She was trying to keep time. Lisa was an extremely intuitive and smart girl. She could see a bit out from under the blindfold, like I said. She saw that the dash had the word Magnum on it. She was able to guess the amount of time to the place as about 30 minutes, and then she counted the steps from the apartment from the street, which was 26 steps. Which is amazing. Who has the frame of mind to be able to do that? I mean, she is amazing. So Bobby Joe Long makes her shower right when they get there. And then he ties her up, blindfolds her again. She has yet to see his face. She doesn't speak unless spoken to. When she does speak, she tries to be kind to him. This is an unfortunate lesson she learned from being abused by that guy is being kind to gain trust and then using that against him, which is super sad. It is really sad, but whenever I watch things like that, I'm always like, I would be nice to them Mm -hmm. to, like, gain their trust. I wouldn't, like, they really were to them. But, I mean... Oh, my God. I think I'd be... I I, I don't know what I'd be. I'd be a disaster. I certainly wouldn't have been as smart as she was. 
Like there's not. Mm-mm. He assaults her again and again so many times that she loses count. At one point, he asks her to caress his face, which is super gross. Um, but she uses this to feel how he looks. And so she gains this information. Thin eyebrows, a mustache, small ears. She could tell that he's a stout, big man, but not overweight. Also, while she's in the apartment, he does let her go into the bathroom and use the bathroom alone. She leaves her fingerprints everywhere. Like on the toilet, behind the toilet, under the sink, on the window. Like everywhere she can possibly leave a fingerprint that is like her mark on this space to show that she's been there. She does it. I wonder why he let her go into the bathroom alone. I think it was because she was being kind to him. Like as kind as she could and he was starting to to gain you know like she was starting to gain his trust a little bit in this short amount of time um at one point he asks her how old she is she tells him she's 20 even though she's just 17 she tells him she is an only child she has a sick father that she takes care of by herself and that he really needs her so he's trying she's trying to get him to sympathize with her um at one point he says what am i gonna do with you and she says i can be your girlfriend i won't tell anyone how we met i'll just be here to be nice to you and it, it could work and he said no he could not do that he held her for 26 hours so all of a sudden he asks where she lives she gives a general direction he blindfolds her and ends up driving her and dropping her off. She couldn't believe it. And she's terrified. She just sits there as still as can be until she hears him drive away. At that point, she takes her blindfold off. She sees this huge, beautiful oak tree. And she takes that as a positive sign that she was supposed. this was supposed to happen. She was supposed to be free. It's a sign. And she just takes off running as fast as she can. Mm-hmm. Every time she hears a car come by, she like drops down behind a tree. She's terrified that he's coming back to get her. Right. So she finally makes it home. And guess what? Her family doesn't believe her. Her grandmother and that jerky guy do not believe her. And as a matter of fact, the boyfriend beats her for hours, thinking that she took her paycheck from the night before and just went out and spent it for a full day. Finally, the grandma, God, finally, finally, the grandmother calls the police when she thinks like, okay, this is getting out of hand. This is when you call the police? You think it's getting out of hand now? Good for you. Good job. You get a hand clap. So she is able to give the police a ton of information. At one point when they were driving back before he drops her off, she could see out from under the blindfold again that they drive by two hotels. He stopped in between these two hotels at an ATM. She tells him about about the red car, the magnum on the dash, and it turns out that they have been looking for this car that is connected to a serial rapist and serial killer, which is insane, by the way. So they test her clothing and they find these red fibers that have been found on all the women so far that he's either raped or killed. And it's red fibers. They all match. It's connected to this car. They are able to go back to that ATM and see that only one person has used that ATM the whole night of that night that she gives when she came back. And they find it. Okay, there was only one person who had used the ATM that night. It was Bobby Joe Long. So she brought him down. On November 16th, 1984, 13 days after he released her, he was arrested and confessed to 10 murders and multiple rapes. Like, I wanted to say the number was up to 50, but the murders were 10. It makes you wonder why he let her go. She's the key that brought him down. Do you think it was the kindness thing? What did I say? I said in one of our recordings. (laughs) The the 10th one. That, um... Uh, when you go on for that long and you're running from the police for mm-hmm. that long, 
in some of the cases I've looked at, they'll, like, do things on purpose and slip up to get caught, Mm -hmm. like, subconsciously. Right, right. Which, I mean, it isn't always the case, but think about it. Like, you never know. He could be, it could be the kindness, and he's like, wow, maybe I'm hurting innocent people, and he's like, if I let her go, I get caught, or if I don't, then I'll keep going, or, you know, whatever. At one point, she asked him, I didn't say that, at one point, at one point, she did ask him, why are you doing this to me, and he said something about it just being revenge against all women. Yeah. He hated, he just hates women. So, he was sentenced to death, and that just was carried out not too long ago, May 23rd, 2019, lethal injection in Florida. So, we saw how intuitive and just smart and detail-oriented that Lisa was. She went on to become a sheriff's deputy and a resource officer at a middle school, and this is her quote. No one's going to get hurt on my watch. That was my motivation to become a police officer. I'm no longer a victim. I'm a survivor and a warrior, which is absolutely amazing. Okay, Chloe, so what are our lessons that we learned from the fabulous Lisa McVeigh? Um, just put your put your fingers everywhere. Get those fingerprints down. Yes. Everywhere. Everywhere. Leave your hair. Rip out some hairs. For real? That's a great idea, Chloe. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Listen, if this were to ever (laughs) happen and somebody was abducted, I know that's terrifying. I can't even imagine. I don't know that I'd have the presence of mind to do any of this. However, she was really, like, calmed herself down enough to take in her surroundings to try to notice details as much as she could. And that really helped the police. I mean, the fact that she remembered the ATM thing helped the police to know, you know, where to look. For mm-hmm. him, which was amazing. She's very alert. Yeah, very alert. Um, another thing is, though, she was kidnapped off of her bike riding home at 2 o'clock in the morning after her shift. And so I think that that was not a good idea. But that was not her fault. Her grandmother is the one who, you know, made her ride her bike to work. But so. it's system. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even have two people riding a bike at 2 a.m. down the street. I would just, you know, <laughs> no but at that time, I don't bikes. think there was not an Uber or anything at that time. I just think there there was a better way to handle that because that is extremely dangerous. Well, our last, our last week's story was on Uber, so that's not even... Oh, well, that's true, y'all. I mean, that, listen. Stay inside. <laughs> the best thing for everyone to do is just to stay inside. Like, stay don't inside. go outside. Don't answer your door. Don't Uber You anywhere. should get dogs like Pia... And lemon that bark at anything <laughs> super loud. Even inside the house. Even inside. It doesn't matter if you're coming downstairs. They'll bark real loud. It's really fun. I'm so. glad we don't have a ghost. If I'm we glad we ghost, don't have a ghost either because they would just bark all day I long. I wouldn't even be like mad at the ghost. I would no. be mad at Pia and Lemon. Pia and Lemon are super loud. So what do you think about that? Like what do you think the about her, her situation how she was let go, how a serial killer who killed 10 people ended up just letting her go. I don't think, I hate to be like, that's like like a destiny or like a sign thing because it's yeah. such a terrible thing to like go through. Yeah. But the fact that she was going to kill herself mm-hmm. and then she went on to be like an amazing human being mm-hmm. and like. And someone who helps other people uh, out. Absolutely. And is she a mother? You said? She is a mother. Yeah. yeah she has a daughter. Exactly. Um, I think it's amazing that she was going to kill herself, and then this terrible thing happened to mm-hmm. prevent that, and then she's the one who brought this guy down. That's amazing. She, like, spun it around to yeah. be, like, such a positive thing. Smart girl. It's so inspiring, I feel like, to people that think absolutely. they have it bad. Yeah. Like. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. So, we'll end on our positive note. 
Chloe. Do you have a positive? I do. I'm yes. very excited about Halloween. Mm-hmm. So I have been looking, at, like, listening when I go to the gym, like, podcasts. Yes. And, like, these, like, scary story podcasts. <laughs> and I found one, and it's called... You have to name the podcast. Give them a no, shout I out. No, I know. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Hold on. Let me look. I think it's Be Scared. Mm-hmm. Um, let me look it up. I've literally gone through... Every single one in the last oh week. Oh, really? Yeah, I listened to them all. The yeah, it's B.Scared. Um, and it's so good. Yeah. And I listen to them all the time, and they're scary, but, like, yeah. they're uh, really interesting and, like, sp- spooky. Spooky. This is the first year in a long time that Chloe is going to be here at our house for Halloween. I don't know if I am yet. Um, excuse me? Chloe, you said you were going to dress like a brat doll and hand out candy. I'm not. I don't know yet. Please. I don't know Y'all, yet. you need to write in or comment oh on Instagram or Twitter and tell Chloe she needs to spend this last senior year Halloween with her family. It's not like I'm going anywhere. Hush. But listen, <laughs> our neighborhood is crazy big in the Halloween. Like, everybody decorates their house. There are so many people that come through here. It is like a party central. What time does everything... I'll ask you after this. Yeah. Yeah, let's start. Here, here's our address, and here's <laughs> what time it starts. No. <laughs> it is a fun neighborhood to live in, though, for uh, Halloween and Christmas. Everybody decorates like crazy. It's Yay. so much fun. I love it. I get really excited. Okay, so my positive note is, y'all know I struggle um, with social anxiety big time. Like, I, going anywhere just, like, I get in my head, and I feel like I'm going to be awkward. And even if it's people I kind of know. So I got invited to a birthday party uh, last weekend. And Jonathan and I went. It was on the beach. And it was like a beach bonfire. And I did it. I went and I actually had fun. I met some people. Had Obviously the friend whose birthday it was was so nice to invite me. And um, we had a lot of fun actually. And had been so nervous beforehand. So that was my positive note. I was out that night before. Mm -hmm. And you called me and you're like, I'm so nervous. Oh my gosh, yes. Our whole family is hermity. We are. <laughs> and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't maybe used to be like that. It's just gotten worse as I've gotten older. But I just prefer to be home. I'm a homebody. Yeah. Um, but I get very I nervous. I don't think so there's anything wrong with that. No, there's really not. I mean, I'm not a partier anyway, so I'm not going to go out and party till all hours. But I do need to make an effort to be more social. So I agree. All right, Chloe. Well, this was a good one. I'm glad we got to record it re-record. again and re-record and, and re-record. re-record. So tune in next week. I think we're going to do something a little different. Should we do a Halloween episode? <gasps> yeah. Okay, so then the next next week will be my other idea of something different. We should do Ooh, a Halloween spooky for next spooky. week. All right, so Chloe will pick out something spooky, and we'll do that for next week for our Halloween episode. Super exciting. Ooh. Chloe, do you remember how we sign off this time? Have a fabulous week. And y'all be safe. Is it not that? It's y'all stay. Y'all, y'all stay. Can we safe. make it y'all be safe? No. Y'all stay safe. <laughs> 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 okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Lessons from Lifetime with Shannon and Chloe. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to be entered into our Christmas treats contest and follow us on social media. If you want to follow Chloe, her Instagram is at Chloe Diana. And if you want to follow the podcast, our Instagram is at Lessons from Lifetime Podcast. On Twitter, at From Lifetime. 
on Facebook. Just look up Lessons from Lifetime Podcast Group, and you can email us with any suggestions or stories that you want to share. Lessons from Lifetime at gmail.com. Have a fabulous week, and y'all stay safe.